welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. Well, we are in week two of a series all about the Word of God, all about the Bible. And as we are beginning this message, you are hearing in the background a whole bunch of change that's going in offering buckets because it was our Change the World offering weekend where our adults are helping our children reach their goal for over and above giving, giving to kingdom builders. And so one more time, can we celebrate the next generation living in generosity, getting a heart for the world to reach people for the name of Jesus all around the world. And I also want to welcome everybody that is watching online. We've got people that join us all around the world every single week. And we know that there are people even watching right now that are joining for the first time. And if you are here in the room, can we welcome everybody that's watching on the other side of that camera? We love you. Welcome to River Valley Church. And grateful that you're on this stream, and we're grateful that you're here in the room. We're talking about the Word of God. Pastor Rob preached last week all about how not to read the Bible. There's a way to approach God's Word, and there's ways not to approach God's Word. And it was super uh, informational, and it was more of a teaching. Uh, he, he said, this is more of a teaching than preaching. And I came today to preach, if that's okay. Last week, if you missed it, please go back and watch that teaching because it really is amazing information. Really, what is the Bible? It's, it's like a library, Pastor Rob said. It was brought together over years and years and years and years, and it's powerful in our lives. And the goal today is that we leave here ready to engage the Word of God like never before, that we leave this moment after uh, preaching about the Bible from the Bible, which is always good, by the way, at River Valley Church, we're going to preach the Word of God. So if that's okay with you, we preach the Bible at this church and only the Bible. But let's, uh, before we jump in, we are going to go to 2 Timothy chapter 3 and then Psalm chapter 119, which is the longest chapter in the Bible. What is the state of Bible reading and Bible engagement in America right now? Uh, it was in 2021 that in America, 50% of Americans said they read their Bible on their own three or four times a year. Going into 2022, just a year later, it was 39% of Americans that said they read their Bible uh, just three or four times in a year, which is the steepest decline on record. So the state of uh, Christianity in America is that we've got a lot of people that would call themselves Christian that are not in the Word of God or reading the Word of God on their own. And it's one thing to come to church and hear a message and to hear some scriptures read, and that's powerful. It's one thing to be in a small group and to be active and to be listening to teaching. It's one thing to go on and listen to your favorite preacher preach on YouTube, um, which maybe is Pastor Rob, I don't know, should be. This is our lead pastor, that's all good. But it's a whole nother thing to engage the word of God on your own and to read the Bible on your own. How can we live without the word of God? How can we know how to live our life, how to thrive more than just survive, how to thrive on this side of eternity without the word of God? We can't. We need 
the word of God and we need to engage it on our own. Just wanna uh, give you some resources off the top and again, we're going to 2 Timothy chapter three. But I want you to know that as a church, we, we do something called SOAP. It's a way that we engage the Bible every single day. It's an acronym that stands for Scripture, Observation, Application, and Prayer. And really, it's journaling. We read two chapters of the Bible every single day, and you can find out on our River Valley app, or you can go to rivervalley.org and look at that. Going into 2023, I want you to know that Go Kids Soap is going to align with the adult grown-up soap, if you will, so that families, parents, as they're teaching their children the Word of God, it's not just the kids' pastor's job to teach the kids. It's the parents' job and the grandparents' job to teach the kids the Word of God. We're going to align soap for the adults and for the kids. But we read two chapters, and then we journal. We write down a scripture that stuck out, that was highlighted to us, feel like the Lord is speaking to us as we read. And then we observe, what is that passage of scripture saying? What, what was it saying to the people that would have heard that scripture when it was maybe written to them? And then we write down an application of how that could now apply to our life. And then we pray, God, let it be done in our life and we write out our prayers. And if you're not engaging in daily soap, that's a, that's my goal would be that you leave here today saying, I'm going to, I'm going to start that. I'm going to finish out this year strong in engaging and reading two chapters a day. There are other people that you're doing that and you might leave here today saying, I'm going to read the entire new Testament between now and the end of the year. There are other people that this, God's gonna speak to you. He's gonna stir you up on the inside and say, you need, to, you need to do something radical. You need to change the time allotment. You need to change your schedule. You need to wake up earlier. You need to spend significant time. And there'll be people here today that say, I'm gonna read the entire Bible, Genesis to Revelation, between now and the end of the year. And you can do that. You might wake up earlier tomorrow and listen to the Word of God on your Bible app for two hours. And there might be people here, to, here today or listening that have never spent that chunk of time just listening. And watch what will happen to your life as you begin to spend significant time in the Word of God. There's also an app called TheosU, which uh, is a subscription-based model of basically Bible school. And we buy that subscription for all of our pastors as a resource for them in their pastoring. But you can go, I think it's $14 a month, and it's got all these college-level classes all about the Word of God, all about hot topics, things that we're dealing with uh, in the world today. There's so much information and resource there. The Bible Project is a great YouTube channel. It's got so much information as well as the website called The Gospel Coalition, and you can find resource there. If you want to grow deeper in your knowledge of the word of God, those are some resources for you. And now we're to some scripture. Everybody okay? Pastor Rob read this scripture last week and let's read it again. Second Timothy chapter three, verses 16 and 17. All scripture is breathed out by God and it's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. All scripture is God-breathed. And jump over to Psalm chapter 119, verses 105 through 112. Famous passage of scripture says this. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I have sworn an oath and confirmed it to keep your righteous rules. I am severely afflicted. Give me life, O Lord, according to your word. 
Accept my free will offerings of praise, O Lord, and teach me your rules. I hold my life in my hand continually, but I do not forget your law. The wicked have laid a snare for me, but I do not stray from your precepts. Your testimonies are my heritage forever, for they are the joy of my heart. I incline my heart to perform your statutes forever to the end. The title of this message is the B-I-B-L-E is still the book for me. Lord, we thank you that your presence is here. And in this service where I'm standing, man, we, we have sensed your presence all through worship. And even now, as we've read your word, Lord, we thank you that your word will never return void. And Lord, I pray that we would get a better understanding from the deepest part of our being. As deep cries out to deep, there's something that is in my heart and in Pastor Rob's heart that would go to the congregation saying, we need to engage the word of God. We need to know the word of God so that we can live the word of God so that we can give glory to God. And I pray that we would be so stirred from the inside out to engage your word like never before for ourselves and in our own lives, on our own, with you, Lord. Let it change our lives forever, these next few moments, in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. amen. It was about, um, about eight years ago that uh, in the winter, I wanted to go out and shoot some pucks. And I've shared before that I used to play hockey, and I went out skating, and uh, decided to try to be cool, and you know, just... Uh, uh, get a little film, get myself on film, you know? You ever done this before? Those of you athletes, you know, I just want to get myself on film, just see what the, you know, if I've got the right form, if, if, I'm, if I'm doing this thing the right way, take, you know, just shoot a couple pucks, you know? Like we get, we're in Minnesota right here where I'm preaching, like a lot of hockey players, a lot of ice skaters, you know? And uh, so I, I go out there and uh, decide to uh, shoot a couple pucks and I, I, I don't have a place to set my phone for a, you know, a good camera angle for this. And so what I decided to do is I would just set my phone uh, on top of the net. Because I'm, because, because I'm a sniper, I'm not, I wouldn't hit my phone. I'm gonna score it in the net. And my phone's gonna be safe. And uh, on the first shot, I shoot a wrister directly into my phone. And it bent in half like a 90 degree angle. And I immediately, after finding this and like realizing I just shattered my phone, I immediately went to the store to go buy a new one. I didn't go home, didn't make any phone calls, obviously. I went to the store to replace it because of the value that it had. Listen, you don't believe me? Uh, let's just show it on video here. I'm not finding my wife. I don't know how much this is going to cost. It's a lot of money. I'm going to replace it because the phone is valuable. (laughs) 
And I wonder if our lack of Bible engagement, you wondering like, how are we going to connect these dots? I wonder if our lack of Bible engagement has to do with a lack of value. And uh, that story was eight years ago, but just a couple weeks ago, I did get a brand new phone. And I realized after a day or two that I had not yet downloaded the Bible app. So in one scenario, I shatter my phone, which is of high enough value for me to say, I'll spend whatever it takes. I'll go immediately and get this replaced. And then just a couple weeks ago, I get a brand new phone and it takes a couple days to realize I don't have the Bible downloaded on my phone. And of what value is the word of God to you? That if you lost your Bible, would you immediately get it replaced? Would you immediately go into not panic, but urgency that I need this in my life like nothing else I need? Would you give up everything else in your life if it meant you could keep the word of God? Because the way that the stats show in America, it would look like it's, uh, uh, it's, it's uh, way down the list of what is valuable and what is important in our life. And there are people around the world that are waiting to have the Bible translated into their language. They're waiting and what they would give away to get one page of the Bible in their language, what they would give away, it's of such high value. And we look over history and we'll talk about it, but people have given their lives so that this could be translated, so that this book would live on and it will live on, it will endure forever. My words, Jesus said, will endure forever and ever and ever. The word of God is gonna live, but there's an attack on the Bible today. But how can we value the Bible if we don't know what it is? And if we don't know what value it will have in our life. And so I would love to work through that Psalm chapter 119 scripture, those verses that we read to share more of the value that the Bible has in our life. What it can do for us so that we say, if, if I lost my Bible, if I didn't have it on my phone, and if I didn't have a dozen copies at home, and if I didn't have the devotions, and if I didn't have the resource, and if I didn't have the website, I would give everything so that I could have the word of God with me. First we read, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. The Bible is my lamp in my light. A lamp for the next step and a light for the path ahead. There are times in life I need, a, I need to know what is my next step, what is the right thing to do here and now, here and now, but also a light into my path. I need to know what's tomorrow and what's to come. What's my future? What's my hope? And in the word of God, we can find out the here and now and we can find out the tomorrow and the to come. It's the light. John 1, verses one through five. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning. Jesus was in the beginning. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It says all things were made through him and without him not Anything was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Without the word of God, we are in the dark. And there's people listening to this message, and you feel like you are in the dark. I want to encourage you to engage the Bible. Open the word of God. You might say, well, I, I'm, I'm not understanding it. I don't know where to start. Just just 
touch it, just open it, just, just read and watch. Over time, the light begins to flood into the darkness that you're facing. Engage it, engage it, open it, read it. It's the light. Number two is, not only is it our lamp and our light, but the Bible gives me life. The Bible gives me life. That scripture said, I'm severely afflicted. Give me life, O Lord, according to your word. And this is what we believe about the Bible. And this is why no other book can go up against it. There's no other book for us as Christ followers. There's no other, this is the book. This is why. Hebrews chapter four, verse 12. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit and of joints and of marrow and the discerning of thoughts and intentions of the heart. The Bible is alive. It's living and breathing and active. Anything that is God-breathed is alive. You wanna know what else is God-breathed besides the word of God? You are God-breathed and you are alive. And the word of God is eternal and will last forever. You wanna know what else is gonna last forever? You. You were God-breathed. And as we say goodbye to this side of eternity, we open our eyes into a new eternity and we will live forever. When you are God-breathed, you are alive. And the word of God is alive and it gives me life. As you engage the word of God, as you read the Bible, let it still be the book for us. Is it the book for you? What's your favorite book? And when that question's asked, it's always the Sunday school answer to say the Bible, but that better be your answer. That the Bible is your favorite book because without it, how are we gonna know how to live? We need the word of God. You can read other books too, by the way, it's okay. The Bible is not just our lamp and our light. And the Bible doesn't just give us life, but the Bible pulls praise and thanksgiving out of me. There's so, something about it that just yanks goodness from the depths of my soul. No matter what you face, no matter what you go through, as you read the word of God, you're gonna read scripture and there's gonna be some type of gratitude. There's gonna be some type of, Gratefulness. There's going to be a new perspective. There's goodness that is yanked out of you and giving glory to God. That scripture said, accept my free will offerings of praise. Colossians 3.16 says, let the word of Christ, the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the word of God dwell deep within you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. Now singing hymns and psalms and spiritual songs with thanksgiving in your heart. When the word of God dwells in you richly, something begins to come out of you because of a new perspective and because it's transforming us from the inside out. And I don't know if you've ever been reading scripture before and you read that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. And as you read it, you just go, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Like there's some type of, there's something like an unction deep inside as we, as we read that no weapon formed against us can prosper. And it's like, God, thank you. It just, it's, and maybe you're not yelling in your house like that, but there's something, man, when you are in the presence of God, there's these waves of feeling and emotion that come over you, but also within you that you just go, God, thank you. As we engage the word of God, man, if you're lacking gratitude, 
If you're lacking perspective, if you are depressed, get in the word of God and it will begin to transform you from the inside out and you're gonna read scripture and say, God, thank you. Thank you that you, that I'm God breathed and I got air in my lungs that I'm, I'm gonna last for eternity. God, thank you. The Bible pulls praise and thanksgiving out of us. It's almost like the Bible is like sheet music. It's like as you read it, it's like melody. It's like melody come, can come out of you. I think all these, all these amazing songs, I grew up in church and I'm not gonna sing right now, but I think of thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And I hear, as I read, I hear that song that I, that I heard when I was three, four, five, six, 10, 15. And, and, and it's not even, not even all songs that are written, but it's almost like there's this melody as, as we read, there's like a song that can come out of us. When the word of God dwells in you richly, outcomes, thankfulness, and spiritual songs. There's eight of these, so I'm moving along. Number four is, the Bible teaches me the rules for life. There are rules for life. There are rules. Who gets to determine the rules? How about the creator of the universe? How about the creator of you and me? He determines the rules. The designer gets to determine the rules. Jordan Peterson wrote a book called 12 Rules for Life. Those are the 12 rules for life. And then he wrote another book. Oh, there's 12 more rules. And those are good books. But where do we go as Christ followers, first and foremost, as priority to find out what is the rule for life? The rules for life, we go to the word of God. And the word of God will solve every problem that you'll ever face on this side of eternity. The word of God is able to solve every problem you'll ever face on this side of eternity. Whatever your, well, it's 2022. I don't know how it could be really. Too bad, it's true. Name a problem. You will find a solution in the word of God. You'll also be taught and coached by the Holy Spirit, which is a whole nother sermon series and a whole nother message. But there are resources to the Christ follower, not just the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit speaking to you as you engage the word of God. Somebody, need, somebody needs to know that, that every solution to every problem you will ever face is in the word of God. Do you believe that scripture is profitable for you? And I think if we really believed it, then we would engage it in a greater capacity, more time, we'd prioritize our calendar because it's gonna be profitable. Partially because we're selfish humans. It's like, well, I'm about profit. If it's gonna be profitable for me, like, but I think we don't engage it because we don't believe it. You need to believe that the scripture is going to be profitable for you. Joshua 1.8 says this, the book of the law, the word of God, this is Old Testament, but the word of God shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, meditating on scripture, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. As you meditate on the word of God, you begin to make your way prosperous as you obey what you've learned and internalized. And then you'll have good success. Number five, 
Everybody doing okay? It's a good breather break. You know, just take a deep breath. <laughs> Number five is the Bible will remind me of my purpose. And in this life, we will, as we have identity crisis, all over the place. I think Rick Warren changed his book, uh, Purpose Driven Life. He updated the title years later. says, what on earth am I here for? And have you ever felt that way? What on earth am I here for? What am I what am I doing? And in, time, in life at times, we get to this place where we go, I got, I'm lost, I'm turned around. What am I doing? What am I supposed to do? I'm, I'm lost and I need help. The Bible will remind you of your purpose. It's gonna tell you why you're here. And as you engage the word of God, it's gonna help you accomplish your purpose. Not just remind you, but it's gonna help you accomplish we read that scripture, Psalm 119, says, I hold my life in my hand continually. What does it mean? I, 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 there, there's always things I'm trying to figure out in this life. I'm just, I, it's continually like, what am I do? What, am, what should I do? What's, what's my purpose? What's my direction? What I, I'm holding my life in my hand continually. But I do not forget your law. I do not forget your word. I do not forget the Bible. I do not forget what I've been meditating on, what dwells within me richly. Isaiah 55, 10 and 11. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but, wa but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower, bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose, and I shall succeed and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. The word of God is not gonna return void and it's gonna help you accomplish what you were purposed to accomplish. God has a plan for your life. He has a destiny for your life. How do we find out what that is for our life? We find it in the word of God. How do we actually accomplish it? We will accomplish it by being in the word of God. I don't know if anybody believes it. The Bible is my armor. The wicked, have, the wicked have laid snares for me. But I don't stray from your precepts. The wicked have, have, have tried to trap me, tried to distract me, tried to bring me down, tried to destroy. But I'm not straying from the word of God. I'm not straying from his commands, his promises, his way the way that the word of God teaches. I'm not gonna stray. I'm holding on to that. And there's an enemy after your life trying to steal, kill, and destroy. But as you hold on to the word of God, it is the authority by which our lives should be governed. We hold on to that. I will not stray. It's my armor. Ephesians chapter six, verses 13 through 18. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore having fastened on the belt of truth, putting on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. There is an enemy. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Praying at all times in the Spirit 
and all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. The Bible is your armor. It's your protection. Put on the full armor of God. One way to put on the armor of God, one way to pick up the sword of the Spirit is to actually pick up the sword of the Spirit. It's to open the word of God and to read the Bible, to engage, and it will protect you. The Bible's bulletproof. There's a story of Leonard Knight, a 17-year-old who served in World War I. And he had a little New Testament Bible. And he valued it at the level that he wasn't going to leave it at home. You can see him there. He valued his Bible at the level that he, he didn't leave it. He took it to war with him. And he put it in his breast pocket. And he was shot in the chest. And you can show the next slide. That's his Bible. And the Bible caught a bullet 50 pages from the end. And it saved his life. That Bible was given to him by his aunt which tells me the power of a Christ follower in this room and you've got a nephew or a niece or a son or a daughter or a granddaughter or a grandson that needs you to write a note on the Bible and hand them a, a Bible and say, I'm get, whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not, whether you open it or not, I'm giving you a Bible. It doesn't matter. I'll, I'll keep giving them. If, you, if I find out you're not using it, if I find out you throw it away, I'm gonna keep giving them. Let's, let's be people of God that are giving out the word of God, not just smuggling them into countries that are closed but smuggling them into our families and our neighbors and our co-workers. If the Gideons are leaving them in hotels, I'm leaving them for my family members that need Jesus. The Bible's bulletproof. It's your armor. And that Bible was carried on five generations and that family still has that Bible. Look at what God would do. I'm not saying wear it as a bulletproof vest. But I'm saying when you read the word of God, you are protected in the spiritual realm. There is a covering. Your life should be uh, covered like under a blanket of the word of God. Let the word of God be a blanket over your life. Tuck your life under the word of God, submitted to the word of God. Well, I don't like that. that. That one makes me uncomfortable. I'm not sure about that. That doesn't match where we're at in culture. That's not relevant today. How about you just tuck your life under the word of God and see the fruit that will come. And if following the word of God doesn't produce eternal fruit, not just fruit on this side, but eternal fruit, then make your decision. But how about take a step of faith and say, I'm submitting my entire life, no matter my passions, no matter my desires, no matter my identity, no matter, no matter what I think or feel or my friends or the way that I'm compelled or, or I'm challenged and I feel intimidated, I'm gonna tuck my life under the word of God. And it is like armor and it's bulletproof. Number seven, the Bible is joy infusion. It's joy infusion. J.A. Moitier said this, the rejoicing heart must be linked with a directed heart. Joy without obedience is frivolity. Obedience without joy is moralism. We read in Psalm 119, your testimonies are my heritage forever, for they are the joy of my heart. The joy of my heart. 
Psalms 19, seven through nine, the law of the Lord, it's perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right. Rejoicing the heart. The word of God is gonna make my heart rejoice. If you are down, if you are out, if you're feeling, if you're feeling sad, if you're feeling lonely, engage the word of God and watch your life turn around. Watch joy get infused in your life. There's people out here all about going to buy their vitamins. How about you get some vitamins through the word of God that's gonna change your outlook on life, that's gonna strengthen you from the inside out. Why? Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. If you're feeling weak, if you're feeling depressed, get in the word of God. Those who read the Bible four times a week, feeling lonely drops 30%. Anger drops 32%. Bitterness in relationships drops 40%. Alcoholism drops 57%. Sex outside of marriage drops 68%. Feeling spiritually stagnant drops 60 Viewing pornography drops 61 Sharing your faith jumps 200%. Discipling others jumps 230%. How about we engage the word of God? Get it in us, in our bloodstream. And number eight, as we close, the Bible is forever. The Bible's forever. The word of God is forever. Matthew 24, 35, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. There is nothing on the planet like the word of God. Sin has touched everything else except the word of God. Sin has touched everything else except the word of God. There's nothing like it. There's people out there looking for the elixir, looking for the fountain of youth, looking for the self-help book that's gonna solve every problem. But instead of looking for those things, how about we look for the pearl that we would sell everything. We would sell everything and have it. And the word of God is that pearl where we say, God, I wanna follow your ways. I wanna follow your commands. I am tucking my life under the blanket that is the word of God. And I'm gonna follow you for the rest of my life. William Tyndale is credited for translating the Bible into English. It's how we have it here today. And he gave his life. He was strangled to death and burned at the stake. And they used his New Testaments. They were only able to print 18,000 copies. He made it out of England and he was doing it in Germany. And they found him, I believe, in, in, in Belgium. And, and, and he was arrested and that's where he was murdered. But there, there was 18,000 copies. There's two copies that are still in, in completion today. One's at the Bible Museum. You can put that slide up. And at the bottom... As it says, the New Testament of our Savior, Jesus Christ faithfully translated. At the bottom it says, the pearl which Christ commanded to be bought is here to be found, not else to be sought. There's nothing else you need to look for other than the word of God. There's nothing else you need to add than the word of God. There's nothing you need to take away from the word of God. There's nothing else that could fill a void in your life other than the word of God. And when I say the word of God, the word of God, the word was with God and the word is God and his name is Jesus Christ. All you need is Jesus in your life and he is found on the pages of scripture. If you had a loved one write love letters to you and you didn't read those love letters, what are you doing? Are you in love? But the Bible is a love letter to the people that were there on the ground 2,000 years ago and beyond. And now we can apply it to our life and it's a love letter to us. You are in the Bible. And the Bible is all about Jesus. 
and how we could get reconnected with our creator. Let's not live our life disengaged from the Bible, but let's engage it like never before. Lord, we thank you for this word and we pray. We pray a confession and a repentance for our apathy towards your word and towards the love letter that we should be reading and we should treasure like nothing else in our life. And I just pray that we would engage it. We would open it. We would put our hands on it, physical, digital. We would write it on our walls and over our doorposts. We would have it around our house. We would be the obnoxious ones that say, this is the book. This is the book. This has all the answers to every problem we could ever face. It is the word of God. I pray that you would stir us up from the inside to wake up earlier and to engage your word before we do anything else. And we would stay up later engaging your word before we go to bed at night. And watch how that would transform our sleep and our living and our talking and our parenting and our leadership and our stewardship. Lord, I just pray that your word would transform our life from the inside out. Let us live differently. Let us live like never before. And we thank you that Jesus, you are the word. You are the word. Pray these things in Jesus' name.